Welcome to a brand new edition of Towelite Talk. This is Casey. And this is Chris. And we've got a lot of geeky news that's come out in the last couple of weeks. But before we get to that, unfortunately, we've also had some um, some passing away. So we lost comedian Gilbert Gottfried over the last couple of weeks, as well as George Costanza's mom, played by Estelle Harris, and Jerry's mom, Liz Sheridan. So crazy, the Seinfeld uh, cast taking a blow there and matriarch. Yeah, yeah. Gilbert Gottfried has been, you know, so many, so many things. <laughs> you know I what's mean, crazy about that uh, is what? they showed a picture with him, Bob Saget, oh, I saw and that. Louis Anderson the other yeah, day. Yeah, it was I like all like that was taken recently. You know. Yeah. And so so wild to see that kind of stuff. Exactly. So let's just give it a moment of silence uh, out of respect for them and everything that they brought to the geeky world. All right. So before we get into the news, Chris, what you been geeking out on, man? I started the uh, Skywalker Lego game and enjoying that. It's a nice revamp of the old games um it's a lot of fun the co- the combat's been you know updated uh yeah the space stuff is neat i there's a lot it's very much like an open world rpg type thing uh you are like doing skill trees for all the different characters you're going serious? on missions and stuff for it's every very... single character uh, no, not for every character, for okay, every okay. class of characters. So okay, like Jedi. Like 300 uh, characters, really? 300 plus, yeah. No, yeah. it's so you build those skill trees for each faction, like okay. Balkan and stuff like that. So, okay. Um, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, so, definitely, if you're those kind of fans of that game and that franchise, check it out. Uh, other than that, I restarted Daredevil. Uh, because I've disliked Moon Knight so much that I want to remember <laughs> what a mature show was like. And <laughs> I, you know, I'm going to give Moonshot, Moon Knight the shot until the end, you know, and then, you know, watch it as a whole. But I'm not, I'm very unimpressed at this point. And then watching Daredevil again, I'm just like, wait, why did they mess that world up? Um, but yeah, anyways. Yeah, I... I'm at this point. I'm just gonna binge Moon Knight. I haven't really had anything spoiled. A lot of you know, I might have seen a couple memes, but they didn't mean anything to me because I haven't watched the episodes, so it didn't spoil it for me. But you know, you're not the only person uh, who said things, so I'm not in a, you know, I'm not in a rush to watch it. But I will, I will watch it probably after Doctor Strange at this point, because that's in like a couple weeks. So um, I've been reading Attack on Titan the manga Uh, i've never read a manga before so this was interesting at first to just read from right to left and and get used to like where the dialogue is and everything um i will say i have not been this engrossed in reading something since the walking dead like i am just like chewing through the books there's 34 books in 134 chapters or something like that. I think I'm on like 72 and I just started like a little over a week ago. <laughs> I'm just like, this is, it's insane. It's insane. So 
really loving that. And then I started listening to this book, uh, a lit RPG book called The Barrow King. Um, I really want to write a lit RPG book. So they're just fun. It's just like it's a fantasy book, but then they break down the mechanics like this is uh, how much hit points I'm losing. So basically it's like someone normal goes into a video game. And then they have to deal with the actual video game mechanics of being in that world. And instead of just saying like, oh, I cast firebolts and I spread fire from my hands because now I'm a warlock. It's like, no, no, no. This is this amount of mana. I need to find things that have this mana. When I use something, I lose the mana. And therefore, I'm going to have to figure that out or you know, my hit bar is like flashing and like he's in a dungeon right now and he just like it's like Zelda. He can only see so much of the the dungeon in his HUD, so he's just like I don't I don't know where I have to go. Like, and then like a mission just popped up. It was like oh for XP you could do this or for gold you could do this. And I'm just like, God damn I love this kind of book. It's like all the crunchy mechanics plus fantasy. So book book. Yeah yeah I'm listening to an audio book, but they do like I would say lit RPG in general is maybe five years old as a thing. Has it? gone into the comic realm yet because that would be something no probably be doing yeah exactly that seems like something defect comics should should be uh maybe adapting absolutely uh it's on the list so stay tuned for that guys um (laughs) before that let's get into marvel news not too much today um we've got marvel's iron heart the riri riri williams show i can never say that uh has found its director which is dominique thorne and we'll be having uh ryan coogler come on as executive producer for this show so i'm not really familiar with her work but i am familiar with the character and i am excited to see this show come to life yeah me too i i'm excited for this younger generation of heroes that they're setting up and it's definitely a smart move. You can see it across all the different movies and shows. So uh, they definitely have an end game with this, quote unquote. <laughs> um, yeah. And I'm really excited to see w- how they're going to build Wakanda, how they're going to build yeah. out this and Armor Wars and how it's all going to kind of probably tie in together uh, yeah. with the technology. So I'm really, I'm really pumped. Me too. Very, very excited for this. So and then the other piece of Marvel news is that we do have some games that are announced. Um, this is with uh, association with WizKids. So we're going to get two new board games, Marvel Rock Paper Heroes and Marvel Age of Heroes. Both of them will be featuring the X-Men, which will be featured in an upcoming Listen Up Casuals uh, <laughs> podcast episode will be all focused on X-Men. So I don't play these games. Um, not that I'm against them whatsoever. It's just I haven't had a chance or people to play them with. But, you know, great that they're doing more Marvel stuff. Yeah, I, I think that's always our our reaction yeah. with board games. I, I'm i a big fan, but I I don't have anybody besides like my nephews and my my wife out here. And it's hard to get people together. You know, right. especially being so busy. So, yeah, it's just I'm always like, do you have an online element? Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, Chris, what's going on across the pond? Oh, man. So we got a big casting change here. We spoke about how Susan Sarandon is. Oh, I'm sorry. We spoke about how Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone. Thank you. Sharon Stone was up for the role of Victoria Cord in the Blue Beetle movie. 
she's stepped away from that now, and Susan Strandon has swooped in, uh, taking the role. So this is pretty exciting. I like this casting better. Yeah, I like it's funny. It's like Sharon Stone, Susan Sarandon. Like it's like almost like Stan Lee decided to like pick the double <laughs> letter. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I love Susan Sarandon more than I like Sharon Stone. So for me, like this is a better casting anyway. I'm I'm 100% behind it. Absolutely. And then speaking of casting, uh, the DC Wonder Twins movie for HBO Max picked <laughs> up its lead role. So activate power of casting here. Uh, so Riverdale star and 1883 star uh, KJ Apa and Isabel May are going to play the uh, the twins. And this is going to be written by Adam Steitzkiel, who worked on the script for Black Adam. Okay, so keeping it in the DC family. Absolutely. Absolutely. Perfect. Yeah, yeah this, this is fun. This is yeah, this is fun, right? This is I find this this slate so weird like move blue beetle to the big screen, put Batgirl on the small screen. I don't care. I don't I'm know just... why all of it's not on the big screen. Like it, even if it's simultaneous or like there's a week or two, it's like are they really not going to make money that you can't put some of your marketing uh, you know, funds into it. Like, I don't, I really don't get it to be quite honest. I don't either. Cause you're going to make trailers for HBO max anyways. Yep. You can make a poster for pretty much next to nothing. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, if you're Warner brothers. Uh, so this is, it's very interesting, but then again, it's also something we've been asking for, for a long time. This, like this melding of the, uh, the small screen, and the big screen. So yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just I wonder twin at some point um, <laughs> where what their plan is, because you sent me that article the other day. But now how it's how Warner Bros. is acquired by Discovery. They want to have some kind of like plan, blah, blah, blah. Change everything. I mean, yeah. we've been talking about let's not be Marvel, but now they want to try to be Marvel. So I'm kind of apprehensive about this this hostile takeover once again of Warner Brothers by a corporate entity. Um, <laughs> right. Right. And we'll see we'll see what that leads to. Next up, we have an announcement for a live action Aqualad series um, by Charlize Theron, of all people. Uh, if you follow the comics, this is about Jackson Hyde, son of Black Manta. It's not exactly the Young Justice version. It's a little bit different, but this would cover that. Does this tie into the Aquaman movie verse? I don't know. I think it would be awesome if it did. So what are your thoughts on this? It would be awesome if it if it is. You know what I mean? I, I think it would be really great to see uh, this character, A, on some screen, and, and B, you know, if it does have ties, like maybe James Wan is going to come in as producer. I don't know. I would hope so. Um, that being said, you know, they didn't make any allusions to Black Manta having any children. So, and the aging is a little, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it, they can hand wipe it or hand wave it. I oh, guess. yeah. But yeah. They did you know. in the comics. Right. So, yeah. Right. It's, a, yeah. He's only like 12 years old. So, um, as a character. So bring it on. However, they decide to do it. I'm good with that. And I'm, and I'm liking, you know, we talk about it all the time. We're getting Wonder Twins, this guy, you know, we're going to talk about some other people. It's like, bring on these, not obscure characters, but just, I don't know, not the not the Introduce big ones. people to DC, you mean? Right, like, right. Don't be so shy. Though, That's a thing, you know? Yeah. Did you read that article about the 
hostile takeover where they're just like, how are we sitting with like Superman just like just doing nothing? You know what I mean? It's so weird. Like you take the number one superhero of all time, and I would fight anybody to say that Superman isn't. Um, and he's sidelined, and it's bogus, and it's very weird. It's very weird. It is. It's interesting to see them wanting to avail Zod series, but then we're not hearing anything from it. Um, mm-hmm. So that kind of puts the whole Superman thing at a standstill, because if you were going to do something with Henry Cavill, you should have been doing it. Period. Yeah. He's been willing and able. So yeah. um, I I don't get it. I would love to see Vel Zod as, a, as some kind of whatever, but let's, right. let's get back to where Superman's not just some, you know, darkened out guy at the end of Peacemaker. You know what I mean? So, yeah. You know, all that fun stuff. Uh, next up, Dead Boy Detectives is spinning out of Doom Patrol. Uh, we talked about it getting a pilot. Now it's been ordered to series, so it'll be hitting HBO Max with eight episodes um, using elements of DC's Sandman universe and the Dead Boy Detective comics. So this is this is great because they're, they're starting that Sandman show on Netflix, which is separate from this, of course. But at least it's, you know, we're starting to see more of this Neil Gaiman world out there. Yeah, it's it's pretty good as far as that goes. Um, I see like they've got a lot of people in addition to Gaiman who created it, but like this guy Steve Yaki who worked on uh, Supernatural, Doom Patrol, The Flight Attendant, he's doing the show running on it. So we've got some heavy hitters behind it too. So that's that's exciting. That's great. Can't wait for that. Uh, then also in casting news, um, Gotham Knights finds Ray Hart Adams, confident and charismatic. Brody's got the brains and the looks, and he knows it. So another character, I don't know who it is, but whatever. I mean, maybe it ends up being one of the <laughs> villains' kids, you know? Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of, I get that's probably going to be what most of the surprise and anticipation is, is who are these characters? If these kids are in hiding because their parents are supervillains, and now we're starting to slowly discover who they are, right? Uh, that'd be kind of fun. A lot of an- apprehension on the side of it being on the CW, but as I always argue... The CW is doing more shows, I think, with HBO Max funding a little bit here and there. So we're seeing better content, shorter shows. And I I've I felt that they've just been really kind of concentrated on telling good stories. So, yeah, no, me too. hundred uh, percent. Some sad news here. I thought we already knew this, but maybe he came back. But Jesse L. Martin is leaving The Flash and now it's putting up questions. Will this be a shortened ninth season as its final season a la Arrow? Yeah, I was I was curious about this, too, because I thought he was already gone. I thought him and Cisco left at the same time. And and maybe he because we don't watch the show, but I don't know. It'd be nice if they just cut it, you know, honestly, just like <laughs> just end it. And, and be done with it and go out on a high note. Arrow did. So, you know, I don't even know if it's a high note, but just kill it. <laughs> Let it yeah. die. Bring back Stephen Amell. Do a big, big Oof. crossover like you That'd did for that. Amazing. You yeah. know, something yeah. crazy. There's got to be something out there you can use to merge all of these characters together and then send off the flash. Because that's pretty much it for the CW after that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we don't have a renewal of Batwoman or Legends yet. Exactly. Um, so that's really the last Arrowverse show is the Flash right now because Superman uh, doesn't does not even mention Supergirl or anything. Really, it doesn't. Oh, okay. It, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, that's what people say. They're like, it's very kind of strange that they're it doesn't tie into it at all, huh. even though it was born out of it. So 
Yeah. We'll see. Uh, okay. yeah, I still want a John Cryer, Lex Luthor to return. So there you go. Um, let's see. Last up in DC news, DC and Webtoon announces new Vixen, Red Hood, and Zatanna series. This is something that's been going on already, but this more titles are being added to it. It's going to follow Jason Todd, Red Hood, and Red Hood Outlaws, Zatanna, Zatara, and Zatanna and the Ripper. And, of course, the last one would be called Vixen NYC. I have not watched any of these. Is this the one where it was like the, Bat- yes, Batman Wayne Family Adventures, the comedy? That's what these webtoons are. Oh, all right. I don't I don't know anything about webtoons, honestly. But... I don't either, but they're, <laughs> apparently they're funny and people have enjoyed them. So I might have to really check them out now. Yeah. Yeah. Now would be the time. Uh, Take us to that galaxy. Yeah, let's let's go there. So one director uh, for the Ahsoka series has been announced, and that's Peter Ramsey. He's the director behind um, Into the Spider-Verse, which obviously is huge. Uh, He'll be going over to live action and doing one of the episodes. Um, As you know, they like to do a lot of uh, directors for their series. So we'll see if he does more than one. But hey, cool. You know, no, absolutely. As we, you know, as we kind of get closer and closer to Obi-Wan, I'm interested to see because Rupert, whatever his name is there, mentioned something about wonderful cameos and and special appearances the other day. And I'm really ready for the return of our favorite Rebels characters. Uh, And I wonder if we'll get any of them in that show, if we'll get any in Andor. And then, of course, we'll get them in this show. But how big are they going with it? Does this set up something grandiose afterwards, like what they've been talking about, Heir to the Empire? I I don't know. But I'm excited because more Star Wars. That's it. Yeah. I mean, this show has the opportunity to make the biggest impact on the post-Star Wars uh post original trilogy world because it ties in clone wars it ties in rebels it ties in what's been going on in mando you know what i mean like and it's all feloni so it's all going to be one giant crazy thing so i cannot wait all right so up next is queen's hope uh this is from ek johnston is the author and this is going to be surrounding uh padme um as a senator you know in another kind of political thriller um during the clone wars i like these kind of books so and i think she uh ek johnson's a good di- or director she's writer i liked her ahsoka book i like queen shadow i liked queen's peril like she's already done good stuff with padme so yeah i i'm excited to see another another world there yeah, absolutely. I, I think they're doing a good job with all the books, just kind of covering the different generations. Yeah, me too. 100%. So got a couple panels announced uh, for Star Wars Celebration, which is coming next month, Thursday, May 26, right? Yeah. And what's exciting about this is that this is apparently a huge live action panel, movies and TV. And since we haven't really gotten any announcements of movies yet, we know there are some things out there, but I mean, we can anticipate all we want because we've been let down for the last couple of years in terms of content for movies, but I'm ready for them to come out of the gate, like swinging. Yeah, me, me too. So we'll definitely get things on Obi-Wan and Andor and Mandalorian, but 
hopefully we see some other announcements. Um, you know what? I, I have a feeling that they will do, and I don't know if they'll do it here, but I have a feeling that we'll be seeing Cal Kestis in live action. And I wouldn't be surprised if he gets an announcement of something at, at a panel like this. I, I absolutely agree. I've seen so many rumors and, and different articles written about this. I don't know what their end game would be if, if that's not part of using that, that actor. Cameron Monaghan was great as Kel Kestis, and I think that not giving him a live-action role of some sort, whether it's show up on a show as a backdoor pilot and then get his own thing, mm-hmm. or be heavily involved in the whole what's happening post-Jedi, yeah. I don't know. I I just think it would be a wasted opportunity not to not to give him something. Yeah, exactly. He's a capable actor already, so it would make sense. Um, Kingdom Hearts 4 got announced, so I don't have to double dip as far as what it's going to be for the video game section. But that being said, in the trailer, we did see a forest. We possibly saw an AT-8 ST's foot. Is it possible that we will be seeing some of Kingdom Hearts going into Star Wars worlds? Since we didn't see it in three, which was very disappointing because you had the opportunity there, I I don't see why you're not doing it this time. Period. Right. And right. stop. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I I didn't play three. I heard not great things. I am not excited for this because I again I, I don't I haven't really known what I would be excited about. So for me, I, I, I don't really care at this time. Go play some Star Wars Lego. Right, exactly. That I am excited about. So, and then finally, um, Star Wars The Force Unleashed. Uh, you will be getting a super pricey special edition, but on top of that, you also get a lightsaber. So, for $89, uh, you know, it's a port, it's coming to Switch, but you get a bunch of fun goodies uh, along with it. But if you really want to go all out, all crazy, get yourself a lightsaber on top of it. You can spend one hundred and seventy four dollars, <laughs> get a holocron, you get a lightsaber hilt, et cetera, et cetera. My thing with this is like, cool, great that you did that. But like without doing an update to the graphics or gameplay or anything like that. I just don't know why you would spend that much money. That's my own personal opinion. Spend it, get it, flip it. These things, these things are in such very low quantity. These special editions, like this game was supposed to be basically just digital. Yeah. And then this is the thing they do with these Nintendo games. It's really kind of amazing sometimes to see the physical packages they put together compared to like what they're doing with modern games, mm-hmm. you know, where they're getting away from those, the, like having those big things with statues and things like that. You'll find them once in a while, but not as much as you used to. So this is neat, but I do agree with you. They should have both games on this, on this disc. Uh, it should have some tweaks to the graphics and stuff, but it's great to see this kind of like love being put into something. Yeah, it, yes. So aspire the ones who've done, all the other Star Wars games and are currently working on King uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Um, They're the ones who are doing the port. So uh, yeah, it's just, it'll be very interesting to see how this goes, but 
now that you said about flipping it, maybe I'll just go buy it right now. Just do that. <laughs> While you do that, let's take a commercial break, and we'll be right back with more Tally Talk. DFET Comics is the publishing branch of Don'tForgetATowel.com, the only place to travel geekly. Focusing on creator-owned and independent titles like Hollowed, Pursuit of Plastic, and Fairy, and many more. DFAT Comics will be a mix of genres appealing to every kind of reader. Join the new source of comic book entertainment with DFAT Comics. We are back, and so let's talk comic books. First up, a little uh, free comic book day news here. Blade's daughter was supposed to make her debut a while back. Um, like 10 years ago. All new, all different Marvel at yeah, you know, really? that time. And so she didn't get launched. I mean, this is like Riri Williams' time, actually. And so she didn't get the launch. And now her debut is going to be in a free comic book day issue. Um, so look forward to that. And as a collector... There are a ton of these put out. If you want to get something like that graded, I would suggest it. A lot of free comic book day comics are worth money because a lot of them just get thrown to kids. And yeah. so it's sometimes hard to find a mint um, copy. These days, not so much because people are investing more and more and it's becoming you know flooded. But yeah, it is a debut. And that's my words of wisdom for the day. Yep, I agree with that. And um I, you know, this has been one that I've been waiting for for 10 years. So, yes, I, I want this comic. Uh, and speaking of Blade, Wesley Snipes will be doing his own comic, a uh, graphic novel called The Exiled. And it looks like Kickstarter is set to start in June. Uh, the X-File, uh, X-File, the <laughs> The Exiled follows Detective <laughs> Niles Roach Washington as he pursues a serial killer in the aftermath of a deadly gas attack. The killer is ripping the spines from his victims and using tools over 5,000 years old. It's called. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it sounds cool. Is it going to be, you know, he's kind of riding the berserker train in a way yes. with this one. Um, so. Yeah, we'll yeah, we'll see what that all means. Exactly. <laughs> uh next up we have Young Justice Targets. Uh this is gonna be a comic series that's gonna explore the aftermath of the latest season on HBO Max Phantoms. And this will pick up right afterwards. So kind of like an in-between story, uh between seasons, of course. It's written by Young Justice Executive Producer Greg Wiseman and drawn by series storyboard artist Christopher Jones who we've talked to with DFAT, friend of DFAT. Yeah. Very cool. Guy's been working on Young Justice for a long time. I'd love to yeah. see that he's still a part of that. Yeah, it's it's got a good team up. Um, you know, I mean, you got the creator of the show, so why not? I, I This would be one I, I would want to take a look at. Um, I know that it's going to be a digital first and DC Universe Infinite, so that's kind of cool, but I would definitely pick it up when it goes on print in July. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and then you were talking about manga. I've been yeah. buying Berserk Deluxe Editions uh, ever since uh, the passing of Kentaro. Uh, but finally, the final volume of the Berserk manga is going to be arriving this November, which is going to be number 41, uh, which, you know, is is great to see that they're actually going to put a cap on this story. 
Yeah, that's pretty awesome because you don't always get <laughs> something like that, um, an actual ending, especially after the creators passed away. So, yeah, this was probably my next uh, manga because I've never read them, like I said. So, yeah, I want to check it out. I recommend it. Definitely, definitely. Now, I'm looking at this next one. Valiant I can take this one. It's good. Is this a book or comics? I think it's uh audiobooks i think they're doing the whole so they are doing a new line of novels in partnership with blackstone publishing i believe it's gonna be a mix well no sorry full novels using comic book characters from valiant stable so awesome yeah um that's great for us valiant fans and i was like oh man are they taking writers for that because that'd be great <laughs> Maybe. I'll read a ninja comic any day of the week or book rather. So yeah, um, just something a lot of the other guys have it, but these guys haven't yet. So I want to check it out. Awesome. Uh, and speaking of books, I'll just say this now. If you're ready for strange new worlds, uh, there's a new Star Trek novel coming out based in that, that world. Uh, it's called the high country. And so I like this tie-in. I think it's a smart idea. It sees Captain Pike and the Enterprise crew stranded on a planet where their 23rd century technology ceases to function. It's written by John Jackson Miller, uh, who has written a lot of things that we love. So this is pretty This is pretty great. Uh, I haven't read a Star Trek novel in <laughs> decades. Yeah, exactly. So, huh, that's interesting. I, I mean, we're going to go over more Star Trek news, but they're just going all effing out on star trek yeah it's yeah. awesome I, it is it is yeah it's very exciting um and then last up in comic news uh we talked about how kevin smith has his own imprinted dark horse now another defat favorite matt kent is launching flux house imprint at dark horse and he'll be launching that with mind managed mind mgmt uh bootleg which he's he promises is not a reboot is not a retelling it's a brand new story in that world and to look forward to more stuff from matt kent because he's one of the best yeah this is um this is fantastic news i'm definitely going to need to pre-order this because it will sell out 100 100 percent. uh let's let's jump over to kick uh crowd sorcery we have our own Ro ruben romero and the Illusion Witch issues four and five. That Kickstarter is still going strong, right? Yes, absolutely is. I think it only has a few days left at the time of this recording. So the the order for his Illusion Witch comics are due by May, or is that when it comes out? It's eight days to go right now for the Kickstarter. So by the time I put this out, it'll be about a week. Now, what is the timeline for his comics coming out? So... The, this is for books four and five. Issue number one, I believe, will hit newsstands in June from Behemoth. And then this is basically like you can't even get issues one through three in this Kickstarter campaign. It really is just for these other last issues, because in order to not compete with Behemoth slash himself, <laughs> he had to do it this way. Uh, so you can get them digitally. You just can't get them physically. Oh, that makes total sense um, and a really great thing. So, guys, check it out. We've been friends with Ruben for almost a decade. Uh, we met through comic books, and we we give him all the support we, you know, 
we can. And we suggest you do the same because if you love indie comics, you know, it's it's great to buy these titles. Uh, also, I don't want to overplug Listen Up Casuals, but we have a special mid-season episode with Ruben coming up next week. Uh, so get ready for that. We'll be talking about The Illusion Witch. Oh, nice. Right? <laughs> right. Yeah. We have to get, we'll have to talk about Hollowed soon next season. We'll, get, yeah. we'll have to do that as the indie book. That'd that sounds a, good. Mid, the mid-season episodes, as, we, as I'm calling them. Um, next up, in partnership with Fright Rags, uh, we have a My Bloody Valentine, The Game. Uh, so they've really been kind of pushing these board games, right? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yep. This Kickstarter right now is at almost 36,000 of uh, 15,000. So it's definitely a go. Has twenty days to go, so you guys have plenty of time to check this out. Yeah, I'm really happy that they're doing this, and and they're reaching a community that is often ignored in board games and tabletop, which is horror. So, and especially horror related to a specific IP. So this is um this is pretty cool, and I hope they keep doing it. They just did a Silent Night, Deadly Night one, right? Yep, that was the so, first one, and then this is the second one. I think that's great. It's really yeah, cool. I said this to you the other day. Spells and secrets. Yes. Uh, this is neat. This is, this is being held as an alternative to Hogwarts Legacy, which I don't know if that's really a good comparison, but it's a good it's a good selling point. Um, combines the world of wizarding with puzzle solving and a slew of magical powers. Uh, you'll be able to create your own wizarding student, learn a variety of spells, use against your enemies, blah blah blah. This uh, it'll have two player local co-op or solo play or Steam via remote play. So this is all for computer at this point, uh, which, you know, no, it's I... for switch too. Oh, it's for... oh, yes. Never mind. And switch. So I am excited. I was going to say I'll have to get a Steam Deck, but I I'll be quite honest with you. So I didn't bring it up during Geek Out. But, you know, since you mentioned it, I started playing Divinity, whatever souls to, you know, what I'm talking about that game. No. So because I've just been in like this really like Dungeons and Dragons mode. Um, so I bought Divinity Original Sin 2. I own it for the PlayStation 4, but I never ended up opening it. And I was like, you know what? I need a role playing game that's classic that I can play, you know, on the go. So I bought it on Steam because it was way cheaper. I think it was like 12 bucks as opposed to, you know, 50, 60 on, on um, Switch. And then I was just like, I can play it on my computer, my laptop, so I can walk around with it. But like, if I have the Steam Deck, I know I'll blaze through it. So yeah. I'm just getting closer and closer every day where I'm like, the pricing is so cheap, especially games like this where Diablo, you know, a game that's been out forever, you can get it on Steam for five bucks. It's Shadowrun. Yeah, Shadowrun, it's $50. This, the Force Unleashes, you know what I mean? Like all those things are really expensive on the Switch and... I'm done. Yep. You know, why spend all the money? I, I'd rather just transfer that money to to getting the Steam Deck. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I already have a huge Steam library that yes. I can't use. Yeah, that I, we never play. Yeah. It's just not it's not convenient. And this Steam Deck is it was we're doing a total sales pitch for the Steam Deck. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we don't even uh, have one, but <clears throat> we're buying it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Uh, Spells and Secrets is up on Kickstarter. We'll leave the link in there. It's got at $43,000 of $21,000 with 23 days to go. So it is a go. If you want to have a little fun with spells and, and trickery, check it out. Check it out. 
some great stuff uh, being crowdsourced right now. But let's uh, let's jump over to TV news, Casey. What's what's going on in the, the small screen? Yeah, yeah. So first up, we have the Quest. Um, this is this new Disney Plus series, which is just insanity. It's a hybrid competition series set in the fantasy world of Everrealm. So you are somehow, you know, fighting mythical creatures. You're in a castle. All this crazy stuff is happening in a competition show. So uh, it looks like it's one of the producers of Lord of the Rings, as well as people behind Amazing Race and Queer Eye. So it's just like, I don't quite know. But when you look at the trailer, people are dressed up. It's like LARPing to a whole new extreme. I guess that's the best way to put it now that I'm saying it. <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> watch watch the trailer if you get a chance to, because it's unlike any other uh, fan, like one of these reality show competition series that we've ever seen. Um, so it looks crazy. So Netflix, obviously they're going crazy. We've got Witcher three, uh, started filming. So that's going on. I know you're excited for that. I am actually, I didn't see you put that. So I put something else about the Witcher because our, our good friend, Robbie Amell is joining the cast of season three. Yes, yes. So I'll just slide that one over. But yeah, Robbie Amell, uh, we love him. Stephen Amell's cousin. He's always in good stuff. I still got to watch Upload Season 2. It's one of my favorite shows. So yeah, <laughs> love that guy. Uh, Lock and Key is going to end on Season 3. I didn't watch Season 2 because I wasn't sure if it was going to get renewed. But knowing that there's going to be an ending, I will definitely watch season two now and then I'll watch season three because those comics are fantastic. And even though the show was okay, knowing that they can do a complete, you know, arc or, or at least story, that has me excited. Yeah, there was so many people that said they didn't really enjoy season one as much. So I didn't watch it. And yeah. then season two, they say is much better. Yeah. So now definitely, like you said, I'll watch it all once it's out. That's it. And then Stranger Things, um, they released a trailer for it for season four, which I think we talked about a while ago where it's getting split. I think it's like May and July. Um, so it's coming. Um, they just got you more excited about it with the trailer. Yeah, I didn't watch this trailer. I'm not sure if Either. I'm going to. Nah, no reason to. No, my... no, enough enough to get spoiled in my news feed um, that I don't need to see more. And I'm just yeah. really excited to watch the rest of this this series hell to the yeah um okay so star trek news season three uh will be the end for picard and with that they're adding even more of the next generation i'm pretty sure at this point everyone who is on the next generation who's not dead is going to show up <laughs> on the show because lavar burton is happening we already had Jonathan Franks. We already had Brett Spiner, Michael Dorn, our Marina Sirtis, Deanna Troy, Gates McFadden, Beverly Crusher. I mean, you're only what missing Wesley? Yeah, where's like, Will Wheaton? Like, really? Who else? <laughs> Why is Will Wheaton not on this? It makes yeah. no sense. He'll be a, he'll be on it. He'll he'll, he'll be on show it. up, just like oh hey, it's me, Will Wheaton. Yeah. So, so um, yeah, very excited. I we started season two. It's a little slow going for us right now, but we need to watch it. Um, yeah. When I heard like Gates McFadden's coming back, I think that's that'll be interesting to see kind of a closure to that relationship with Picard. Yeah. Um, all of it. I just I, I love this show. And I think that uh, capping it at three seasons is really smart. Very smart. Yeah, I agree. 
Um, something I didn't think was going to come back ever, which is Orphan Black, uh, is getting a sequel series. I th- I'm pretty sure that I've talked to you about this show. I Nish and I loved it. It's really, really smart. And Tatiana, Tatiana Maslany, who's playing She-Hulk, she is just one of the greatest actresses I've ever seen. She plays like five or six different characters in that show. So I'm not entirely sure if she's coming back um, or if it's just going to be a whole new uh, cast of characters. But that being said... Um, I am excited to see what's going on uh, with the orphans. Yeah, it's a show that my wife and I really need to watch. I, you guys um, will love it. Yeah, I really exactly. know you will. Yeah, I've we've I've shown her the previews. Like it's something we want to. It's just on the list, as we always say. Um, speaking of Tatiana, it's just like when I when you read like Tim Roth, you know, saying about her performance in She Hulk and how great of an actress she really is. It's there's some pretty high props there. Um, yeah. You know, so I'm really excited to see that show, and I'm glad to see that they're going to be expanding the Yorf and Black world. Me too. Um, here's a different thing for some reason. Uh, 2005's Doug Lyman film, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, is getting a modern update. Uh, it will be a TV show starring Donald Glover. So, uh, okay. <laughs> like... Yeah, and uh, Maya Erskine will be playing Mrs. Smith, so I don't know why this is a thing, but hey, they've been doing stuff like this on Amazon. You know, they did Hannah, they did um, Jack Jack Ryan, they just yeah. did Jack Reacher, so turning these movies into television series seems to be a niche with them right now, and um, you know, I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah, it was a fun movie. I like the premise of it. I don't think Mr. and Mrs. is appropriate for our our times. I think it's a little old school. I'll say well, that. Well, it was based off of a... I know. Comic yeah, book right? Right. or a novel or something of was, that same title. So you got to yeah. use it. I just I just like to say that kind of stuff to, to be a pain in the ass. But um, you could do Eminem Smith, you know, or something. But um, <laughs> I'm excited. I loved, I loved that movie. My wife loved that movie. So... Uh, We'll see. Donald Glover being involved is a big thing, though I'd rather have him being in a Lando series or something. But yes, it, well, whatever. That's it, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, well uh, yeah. anyway, uh, in the world of National Treasure, they add Justin Bartha. He'll be reprising his role um, as Riley Poole. Um, so he'll be back. He'll be joining Catherine Zeta Jones and the other cast that we've talked about. So. I don't know why Nick Cage isn't in this. He will be. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's like one of those last um, episode of season one where they reveal him because I, I if you get everyone else, you got to do it. Exactly. Do once it. I, once this guy came back, I was I was still not convinced it was in the same world. I Until this guy came. Yeah, me too. Exactly. I yeah. was like, this is definitely like a requel or a reboot or whatever. But yeah. this is this is great. This is smart. And it's something that Disney's good at. So I think that Nicolas Cage will show up as a cliffhanger character at the end of season one. That's it. And finally, in TV news, we have interview with the vampire. Uh, we will be doing, well, sorry, the Anne Rice novel has a little bit of a teaser trailer as the show airs this fall. I did not watch this. <laughs> I didn't either. Uh, okay. I didn't even know about it until I just said this. Out oh, loud. yeah. <laughs> there's nothing to it, really. I didn't watch it, but I read there's nothing really to it. It's just basically establishing that it's coming. 
Okay, part of like a sizzle reel for like upcoming shows. I think. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. But I'm I'm happy to see this happening with Android passing in the last year, um, and just seeing this finally getting off the ground. Yeah, me too. Me too. All right, so let's move on to the the Crow, that movie which has been waiting to be made forever. Now we've got uh, Bill Skarsgård is going to be stepping into the role of the Crow, and FKA Twigs is going to be in it. Uh, I, maybe she's like his girlfriend, maybe. So maybe she has a maybe. short role and dies. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I actually just got into her music, so I like her, uh, actually. <laughs> so I don't know what she's like as an actress, but we'll see, I guess, in this in this upcoming reboot. Yeah, I, I totally forgot that this was going to this was happening with Bill Skarsgård, yeah. especially after that Jason Momoa test footage. I I don't care. Um, I'm we've been waiting for the crow, more crow, some crow for the last 20 years, you know, that that hasn't been garbage. So I don't know how this is going to be. I think Bill Skarsgård is a good actor. I think he'll bring that creepiness to the role. Yeah. But at the same time, that test footage was pretty great. So, yeah, but I, I think it'll be in good hands. Yes. Um, Beverly Hills Cop 4 is coming. Uh, this is actually going to go to Netflix and we've got, it is smart. So this is the kind of thing where, because it's been so long, you don't have to spend the money to put it into the theater. So Mark Malloy is set to direct it. Uh, Eddie Murphy is expected to come back as Axel Foley. I don't know if it's going to be like a, you know, letting his son take over or whatever the heck the the movie is about but i like those movies uh for the most part and i'm excited to see what's going on uh with this sequel yeah me too me too I'm, I, like i said it's smart to put these these on the small screen and that's uh, this is the world that we've been talking about for the last few years so yep yeah please continue exactly <laughs> Um, all right, so Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon, uh, it adds a little bit more uh, actors to it, including Kiera Yulwes and Corey Stoll. Um, this is just, I don't know, whatever this epic sci-fi fantasy is that Zack Snyder's been cooking up, I'm excited to uh, see it. Yulwes will be playing the king of a galactic empire. <laughs> sure. <laughs> As you wish. Yeah, exactly. So as you wish, I uh, I'm there. That's that's pretty much all I can say about that. I will I will watch it. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at. I I love Zack Snyder's independent stuff, his own creator own stuff, uh, and I'm really excited for this because it is kind of based on what he wanted to do with Star Wars. If he was ever going to write a Star Wars story, but now we can put his own spin on it, which is even better uh, because of reasons. So. Yeah, these castings are great. Yeah, I'm all about it. Uh, speaking of more casting, we've got uh, the actress Talisha Garcia will be cast in Willow. I thought this show was like already directed. You know what I mean? And now it's not. So it sounds like they haven't even started it yet as far as directions go. So great for more casting. But, you know, can we just get in on this <laughs> maybe it's one of those mid filming castings uh yeah they maybe. bring somebody in who knows uh maybe this was a secret character but then all of a sudden it's been revealed that 
this actress is part of it. Um, right. So, yeah, I I don't know. We've been waiting so long for Willow content that after that little fun video with Warwick Davis and the cast, uh, I need more. So, yeah, that's what I assume. Like at that time, it's like, well, you have everybody here. Like, are you guys shooting? Isn't it done yet? I thought we were getting that show this year, but and, and maybe we still will. Right. Maybe this is like it just didn't get announced. You know what I mean? It's still already shot. Now we just know. So um, things that have not been shot, but have been announced. Brie Larson is joining Fast 10. Uh, we talked about how Jason Momoa was showing up there last week. So just again, more casting uh, for this, you know, end of an era. <laughs> not that there won't be more Fast and Furious movies, because <laughs> right. God knows there will be. But at least the world as we know it is going to change a little bit. So, yeah, this is this is neat. I I like Brie Larson. I think it's going to be like how many people fun. can. Yeah. How many people can show up in these movies and just have fun with it? It's like it's just a smorgasbord of action and driving. And when you watch the first Fast and Furious, you're like, how did it get this far? Yeah, right. How did it get this far? <laughs> Fast and furious. <laughs> exactly. Um, this is just a weird thing. My mom actually <laughs> sent this to me. So weird. Yeah. So Spirit Halloween Store movie is in the works with Christopher Lloyd and Rachel Lee Cook. So it's going to be some sort of, I don't know, like weird horror movie, but family one that takes place inside of a Spirit Halloween Store. <laughs> I'm intrigued. That was it. Yeah, it was just like, I was like, okay, mom, this is a cute little scoop that you sent over. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> that's it. Funny. Um, and then finally, Will Ferrell joins the Barbie movie. Uh, this is getting directed by Greta Gurig and Noah Baumbach wrote the script for the project. Gurig directing it. She's makes movies that are not like this. So this is going to be very interesting. I, you know, she did little women as the last movie, which was great. Um, but Ryan Gosling's in it. Simu Liu, Kate McKinnon, very interesting, uh, all-star cast, Margot Robbie. <laughs> like, yeah, this is, I, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if these are voice actors or if they're doing like some sort of live action thing. I think it's live action thing. Is it probably with a little, plastic humans involved replicant style right um, right i don't know this could be also be a, a horror movie for all we know um yes and like i said in the notes here if will ferrell's not playing mugatu from zoolander i'll be very disappointed yes exactly so very. I, very, I don't even know if i would watch this movie if he's not mugatu this is absolutely a fact and it leads us to our next commercial break hey come take a seat at the campfire you're not the only one who joins. I've got friends that come over sometimes, too. We talk about a ton of interesting things from geek culture. Then we cover some conspiracies or philosophical thoughts or monsters. You know, we talked about Bigfoot in one episode. It's a lot of fun, so come join me at the Campfire Chats, a DFAT entertainment podcast hosted on Spotify and other fine places you find podcasts. We are back, so let's talk video games. Return to Monkey Island. Are you ready for this return? <laughs> I'm I'm excited about the return of these style games. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I was always a big fan. Um, 
of this kind of stuff back in the day. I played Monkey Island before, gosh, 20 years ago or so. I didn't play the 2009 one, but I definitely played the the original. So, yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> no, exactly. It's been 13 years since Tales of Monkey Island. Um, and this is this is going to be under Lucasfilm Games, but it was a LucasArts title originally. Yeah. Right? So... Yep. It's funny, like I we were talking, I just got the Zombies Ate My Neighbors 2-pack, which was also LucasArts back in the day. All these great games from our childhood, um, and they're still great these days. So I'm looking forward to an updated version of anything uh, that is fun and entertaining. So that's it. Next up, we have a new Tomb Raider on its way. Uh, this... This is kind of a no-brainer. I'm, I'm surprised we haven't, but this will be using the technology from Unreal Engine 5. Uh, and I am I showed you that thing that they did that mock Superman game with the other day. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is also by the, you know, the Crystal Dynamics people. So look forward to another chapter in that story. Yeah, this is exciting because I love that trilogy. And um, that's it. You know, I, I cannot wait to see what they decide to do, because that's the thing. It's like they are better mechanically than Uncharted. I don't know if they're better mechanically than Horizon Zero Dawn, um, but they do a lot of good stuff in it. The only thing is, is that I just like Nathan Drake more than I like Laura Croft. But that being said, I love them both. So I, I cannot wait. Laura Croft, I cannot wait to see another Tomb Raider. Yeah, I I think we have all of those for PS Plus anyways, mm -hmm. so I need to go through them. I only played the first one, though. I didn't even beat the first one, so They're but really I enjoyed fun. it. I yeah. enjoyed it a lot. Uh, next up, VR, uh, the VR game Walkabout Mini Golf will be getting a Mist <laughs> DLC. I only sure. threw this in here because of Mist uh, yeah. from our childhood again, and yeah. I think this is a really smart idea for a, <laughs> a mini golf course. It is. It's fun. It's funny. You know, it's just it's a neat little thing that it's, exists. So that cool. <laughs> yeah. Until I get VR, it, it doesn't really matter. But I think that would be a lot of fun in VR. I agree. Uh, two Star Trek games announced uh, Prodigy and Stormfall. We were just saying how Star Trek is just being pushed through uh, and a lot of cool stuff coming out for it. Now we have it on the gaming side. So we have uh, Outright Games and Tessara Studios have announced Star Trek Prodigy. Let's see, it'll be out for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. And there aren't many details about it. The other one is Stormfall. Will be well, let by... me just, so let me just oh, yes, say no, right. this. No, no, it's cool. So the, the first one, the Prodigy one, is for it's kind of aimed kids. for kids. Um, but Janeway is back to help them out. And then the and then the next game um, is also a Janeway game, but this one is with the actual like crew. And the first game is just like Janeway is like a hologram helping people out. The next one is like a full on Voyager type of adventure. So Star Trek Stormfall, and that's yeah, for, that's for the adults. Yeah, Stormfall is uh, is an expansion to the MMO that's yeah. Star Trek Online, which I played a <coughs> little bit, which is fun. Yeah, Prodigy's a a show, right? So this is based off of that. Yeah, it's based off that cartoon. Okay, yeah, yeah. Now I now I remember. Um, if you're an MMO, MMO fan, this was one of my more enjoyable ones. Um, but I never really get into those games 
beyond maybe <laughs> a couple days because they just don't do it for me. But maybe they do for you. So, anyways, next up we have two new Kingdom Hearts games. We mentioned that earlier. Um, we have Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts Four, and then we have a Kingdom Hearts mobile game coming out. Uh, so they're going all fronts on the Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, I'm. Um, again, I don't. I don't really care, but maybe something will bring me back. You know, seeing him in like a Star Wars world would would be pretty sweet. I will say that. Or a Marvel world. They hinted, you know, Big Hero 6 is technically a Marvel franchise. But, you know, to see him like an Iron Man, like team up or something like that, that would be cool. And at this point, just make it happen. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. I felt like three was such a such a pushed title uh that it yeah uh, it was too bad because even though it was like so a great. 20 years in the making pushed right right exactly <laughs> uh we mentioned shadow run earlier in terms of the steam deck now we do recommend that you buy all those games on steam if you want to pay cheaply for them but there right. is a collection the trilogy is coming to both xbox and psn and more so if yeah. you want to get your shadow run fix go for it I'm getting my Shadowrun fix in Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> or in uh, Black Lotus, which I started yesterday. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I forgot to mention that earlier, too. Yes. Yeah, it's it's pretty uh, pretty fun. We're talking about Blade Runner Black Lotus, which is, yes. which is fun. Yeah, that needs to be a game. Um, finally, today, you and I came across this separately and then decided to share it. Yeah. Get very excited about the epicness that this could be. Uh, this is called Myth Force by Beamdog. It is an RPG, um, <laughs> which is no, like this company is known for remastering like Bioware classics like Baldur's Gate and stuff. But they'll be doing Myth Force, which is a first-person roguelite meant to evoke the spirit of Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, I mean the the trailer is cool. It's very much like that D and D cartoon from the eighties. My only thing is like roguelites really piss me off for the most part. Um, so this is going to be one of those things where when it's a demo or, you know, free on PSN because they're releasing it as like kind of like chapters, I will try it 100%, but I just don't know if I'm going to be into it because most roguelites just make me frustrated. So, yeah, it's 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 funny because when i when i want to play these rpgs i want like a jprg a lot of the time That's and it. like I, I just picked up battle chasers and i've been playing that like crazy lately because it's a lot of fun um roguelikes are so popular these days but like you i find them extremely frustrating so maybe there's like a simple simple mode for people like me i don't know <laughs> maybe chris <laughs> anyways casey what what time is it Oh, so, no, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, it's up to you. What time it is, Chris? <laughs> All right. This is the gaming section has been huge the last few weeks, uh, last few shows. So we're going to we're going to talk a little bit about tabletop gaming and uh, Motu Battleground. Uh, I shared this with you. I I don't know how many Master Universe tabletop games there needs to be, but I love looking at them all. This reminds me more <laughs> of Hero Quest than anything. Yes. Yes. Which is actually pushing me more to buy it because I wanted to buy Hero Quest when it when the new one dropped. Exactly. But I didn't. And now this, uh, I don't know, man. That that was my thought too. I was like, oh, 
huh but with he-man oh boy like this is but again who am i playing this with you know the minis look great and they're painted which is one of my biggest problem with minis to begin with is yeah. like, i don't want to deal with it but this is fully painted you know you can change the map and all this stuff i mean it really is like hero quest so uh this would be one i, I would definitely want to try that's that's all I'll say. Well, I buy it, I don't know, but I definitely think it would be worth the, a playthrough. One of my local uh, game places, you could rent games. Oh, cool. Uh, this would be something where, you know, when you and, and Aaron come to visit, we'll just go and rent a bunch of fucking games and we'll just do it that way. So we can try out all these games without spending the $120 on them. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's a smart idea. That's a smart idea. Yeah, it's very, it's very smart. Uh, we just mentioned Blade Runner Black Lotus. Now let's talk about Blade Runner, the tabletop RPG, because if you didn't have enough RPGs and source books in your collection, here's yeah, another one. I know. Um, <laughs> Free League Publishing has announced uh, that they'll be doing a Kickstarter for this. Yeah. Starts on May 3rd. Uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say besides this. I've been watching Blade Runner 2049. I've been watching Black Lotus. I've been playing Cyberpunk. I'm all about this world right now, so it's going to be... I'd like to take a look at this and see how it's structured. This is hard because Free League does fantastic games. Uh, they're the ones behind the Alien game. Okay, They did that Tales from the Loop, which got turned into an Amazon show. Like Mutant Year Zero, which I've seen many things from. They're, they make quality, quality games. I even backed... Um, Symbarum um, because it just looked effing sweet. So do I need another free league game? And I know how much they cost. They they are a pretty penny, but that's because they're one of the best. So ah, man, again, I'd probably wait and see to rent it. Um, but you know, you and I love this kind of stuff. We love cyberpunk stuff. So it's, it's really hard for me to not spend my money on it, but definitely looks good. If you're, if you're a tabletop fan and you're a, uh, you know, Blade Runner fan, they should do that. Can I, can I take this one? Yes, please do. So I did not know this, but D and D beyond was not owned by wizards of the coast. They just let them use use it so now hasbro which owns dungeons and dragons and wizards of the coast is buying it here's the thing i have a feeling and i don't use D D beyond other than just kind of like checking things out from time to time but i i don't subscribe to it and pay it a lot of this i think is going to push to microtransactions yes and paying even more content uh, or even more for like exclusive content. That's so I think that this is actually kind of shitty. Um, it could be great, maybe, but I have a feeling it's going to be a subscription service where if you want more in, you know, again, to power a game, you know, oh, we, we just released a whole new expansion pack. It's going to be $20 and only you who paid for that money is going to be able to play with these new classes, weapons, etc. Yes, I can see them cracking down on how D&D Beyond works as of now. 100%. There's a lot of easy sharing between players. Yep. Yep. Um, and it's just, it'll become more proprietary. So I, yeah, I don't know. They're going to continue. They say we're going to continue um supporting D D beyond of course you yeah. are but you're yeah. going to revamp it completely and yes. 
and make as much money off it. Because if you could pre-order source books digitally and share them across the nether realms of, yep. of the interwebs, um, what is what is the point of them selling books to everybody? Like, I, and this is why I, I, you know, for D and D, I buy these books. I right. don't need it. You know what I mean? Like D and D Beyond is a great idea. I, I actually, I think it's a fantastic idea. I just think this is not for me. I will stick with my physical books. Well, I mean, buying any digital content is risky because mm -hmm. it's not movies, whatever. They could just disappear one day. Yeah, that's the thing about Some it. Some major corporation it. could take over and, and decide to just say no or all the stuff that you had before. Well, guess what? You don't have it now. We're a different company like Disney did to to Fox. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, so. exactly. Ugh. Ugh. Sorry. It's OK. All right. Now, what time is it? It's now time to pursue some plastic. All right, toy hunters and action figure enthusiasts, this is the Pursuit of Plastic. First up, Four Horsemen have launched Wave 2, or Book 2, as they call it, of their Cosmic Legion's uh, way, uh, sorry, action figure line, which is spin out of, spinning out of their Mythic Legions, but this time tackling the Cosmic Fantasy side of things. Yeah, they look fantastic. You can get the whole line for $200, which is five figures plus accessories. Honestly, worth for $40 a figure. Oh, my gosh. That's nothing. Nothing. So I think it's fantastic. No, it's it's crazy. I Just because of the, I guess, the work that goes into them, the skill of the four horsemen, of what they do across different lines, I'm just... I've always been a big fan of theirs. They're my favorite, and I'm happy to see that they're continuing with their own IP. Yeah, me too. Uh, next up, Super 7 has uh, put up the third wave of Silverhawks figures. I'm actually kind of glad that I don't want any of them. Uh, I, <laughs> I do and I don't, but I don't have the urge. Nobody from the original, original team. I don't want any of the weird bad guys. I just want Monstar when it comes out, but... I am kind of tempted on Commander Stargazer because it's such a weird 80s character. Um, so let's, let's just go through them real quick. I just said Stargazer, um, Hotwing, who came onto the team later, uh, Molecular, and also Mumble Jumbo, both part of the cosmic um, mafia or whatever you want to call them. <laughs> that's that's how they're hailed. So. I love that. I, I think that's fantastic. Uh, these are all up for pre-order. I'll leave a link to our affiliate, Entertainment Earth. Okay. Uh, next up, we have a slew of new Black Series and um, the Vintage Collection figures. So if, <laughs> I don't know when they're going to stop with this stuff because they just keep impressing me more and more. After they put up the prices of um, of figures, I think they've... I think most figures have gone up like at least $5 in price. Yeah. So now we're pushing into the $25 to $35 realm, depending on if it's a regular versus deluxe figure. Yeah. Uh, this, again, this time we're doing more comic figures, um, expanded universe figures uh, as well. So we're getting Black Series, uh, Darth Vader Infinities, which is his white getup, uh, Sergeant Creel from the Marvel Disney series, uh, the Stormtrooper with a lightsaber, which is 
wacky to me. Uh, <laughs> a Princess Leia from her series from Marvel. And then also outside of that, we're seeing a Saw Gerrera figure finally in six inch form. And there's that, that really fun TVC Lando. That's really all I want to talk about. Because those are the those are the figures that I'm most excited about. Not Bill Burr. <laughs> I little little Bill Burr. I'm just you know, kidding. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like let's take our black series and shrink them down. I don't know why they doing the Bill Burr in the armor versus his awesome getup from the first season. Right. I don't like that kind of stuff. Like me please too. give me his shoulder cannon. Right. Yeah, I uh, you know, I'll, this is what I'll say. I'm not going to get any of them, but as far as the face sculpts go, they're way more improved. I was in the store yesterday and I saw, um, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch from Multiverse of Madness. And I was like, this is Benedict Cumberbatch for the first time. Like I fully see this is his face. So I hate, hate, hate that they keep re-releasing things because it just annoys me. Like, I know you're saying, like, the scale's different and blah, blah, blah. They do updates on the face. I, I just, I get so mad when there's, like, 18 different versions of one character. But um, anyway, they look a lot better now. And, yeah, they, they seem worth that money, that increase of money. Yeah, it's so hard to get figure arts now because they sell out immediately. So, yeah. That price point versus this now, I just, I have very, I don't have a hard time anymore deciding what I'm going to get when I pick and choose. Yeah, so, exactly. Exactly. That's it. That's it. Uh, Lego has announced the Republic fighter tank. Uh, this one is going to be from the Clone Wars, of course, with an updated Mace Windu minifigure, uh, some clone troopers and battle droids. Uh, Lego promised to be dropping at least a million sets this year. So this is one of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, that will definitely I'd probably be picking this up because I, I've been trying to get more of the modern Clone Wars uh, Lego sets and it's a good price point yes for all and everything I was like okay this is this is worth it yeah they've gotten a lot smarter with it I yep yeah I that's all I'm gonna say um NECA is doing a TMT party van uh Super 7 did one as well so it just depends on what series you're collecting but now NECA has it up for pre-order on Walmart uh, seven inch scale, uh, it's 14 inches long, 12 inches tall and eight inches wide. And this is based on the Ninja Turtles cartoon series and that whole, uh, wave that they've been doing for years now. Yeah, this is, I mean, it's, man, again, it, yeah, it's cool. It's great. You know what I mean? 250 bucks where you could probably, you could get the original one from the eighties, like 50 or when Walmart did it earlier this year or end of last year where they did the party van and it wasn't it wasn't that much money for oh, the blimp was oh they both? did the blimp no they did both i'm almost positive oh. they did both but anyway point is yeah if you're staying consistent you're already in that cartoon line because it's got like the cell shading and stuff like that it makes sense absolutely to get this absolutely absolutely uh moon knight collectibles have been released upon the public uh so, of course, there's a hot toy. There's yeah. Marvel Legends of both his normal suit and Mr. Knight. Pops galore. Everything is out there if you need your Moon Knight merchandise. Uh, I will, I did pre-order the two Marvel Legends because they don't come out till next year. Mm -hmm. And I said to myself, I can still cancel these if I hate the show. <laughs> yeah. Even though the designs are great. 
So. Yeah. No, the, the see, that's the thing for me. It's like I don't have a Moon Knight figure because I stupidly never bought the um the Mezco. The, the Mezco, which I'm sure that they'll do one. You know what I mean? Again, with yeah. with the updated Marvel design of it. Um, Will they? It'll take ten years to come out, though. It'll take ten years to come out, of course. But anyway, point is, yeah. If you want a Moon Knight figure, now's the time to do it before they sell out that's pretty much the end of that story absolutely absolutely uh on the expensive end of collecting uh we have an ellen ripley statue from uh prime one studio coming this is a one-fourth scale statue uh it's 22 inches tall uh this is her in her alien queen battling glory and let's see what this is going to cost because i didn't even look at that yet i think it's like a thousand dollars that sounds about right I think so. I, I remember it being like it's prime one. Prime one ranges from 200 to yeah. like thousands of dollars. Um, and not even to say it's like a bad thing necessarily, because like the stuff looks insane. It's just it's such a wide range. Uh, but this is 22 inches tall. So, yeah, it's it's a lot of money. Yeah, her outfit is made of fabric even. Apparently, <sighs> Jeez. very smart, very smart. I mean, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It is. It is. If you want Sigourney Weaver hanging out in your collection, 22 inches of her, then you got it. Those sweet-ass Reeboks. That's it. (laughs) Um, Hot Toys is going to finally be doing our Bespin Luke figure. Um, This is a six-scale figure that I've been waiting for for a long time. Uh, This is on the pre-order. This is what? You said six. Yeah. Sorry. Yep. No, it's good. Um, I wish this would have came out when I was buying Hot Toys because this is the best loop I need from my collection, and I have to decide if I'm gonna I'm gonna spend the money on this, but I probably can't. So it is my favorite Luke too. So it's <sighs> so here's the thing, I was hovering this morning because it I think it just went on sale at the time of this recording today, and or last night. But my thing is like, I wish he could get a removable shirt and you got them in that sweaty tank top with like Yoda in the backpack. Yeah. And like, I'm like, okay, like obviously, yeah. Bespin Luke is one of my favorite all time versions, but you know, you're going to get a Dagobah Luke. And for me, it's just that. Cause, because in this one too, you get a Dagobah playset you know stand and then luke's head inside vader's helmet so i'm just like i know you'll do a dagobah one i know you'll do it so i i have to wait like otherwise this is it yeah absolutely do i want this figure and i need it (laughs) yeah that deluxe version doesn't make any sense um no it doesn't uh i wish it did but you can get the regular collector's version for under $300. So at least there's that. Yes. Um, oh, God, now I'm tempted. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> thanks for sharing that. Um, let's let's end this segment with a little uh, PSA, some, some good news about toys in the environment. Uh, Mattel has released its first ever carbon neutral toys, including a max, matchbox Tesla model made from recycled materials. So the company has pledged to use 100% recycled, recyclable or bio-based plastic materials in all of its products and packaging by 2030. 
Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, good for them. I hope other places decide to follow suit then. Yeah, it's like Lego going to like paper bags versus yeah. plastic. Yeah. Like yep. all of this stuff, this very smart changing the I guess the environment that we we've already changed the environment enough. So it's time <laughs> to really like right. stop our carbon in our footprint and just do what's right. And I'd love to see companies putting the right foot forward. I a hundred percent agree. And yes, I um I'm very excited that they're doing it. Like you said, maybe they're maybe they'll even be a trend center. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. We can only hope. So Casey, where can you find us? You can find us on all the interwebs at defententertainment.com or defentent um, on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, maybe as well, I think. So, yeah, we're, we're all over those places. But um, obviously, don't forget a towel.com is our main site as well. We're we're in our 10th. We're about to be in our 10th year Oof. very soon in a couple months. So we're really excited about that. And um yeah, this is this is Casey saying go go read some comics. And this is Chris saying back the illusion witch on Kickstarter and don't forget a towel.